<laughs> now we're recording. Who do we right, well, One of us has to do it. Guess, one of I us has to say it. I guess well, I'll go. Just... We're going to do it. Yeah, well, I, I didn't realize that I'd actually said that. So I'm the least <laughs> flummy right now for everyone that knows. They, the guys have both eaten and they, didn't, they weren't Gold comfortable star. starting off. And so uh, I'm taking the helm right now. This is a late uh, night podcast. Yeah, this is a Spe- special late? edition. Special Something edition. Like is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Like, it's like 7 o'clock here. We usually record in the morning. Yeah, it's not late night for you, Ryan. You're like a 2 a.m.er, I feel like. I used to be. When I was back in the UK, I was a 2 a.m.er. But I, like, when I, I came to America, and like, I didn't shift my internal clock at all. And they're like, five hours behind. So I just ended up on like a normal sleep schedule. Like the earth shifted to you. Yeah. Like yeah, this like country it, was made for you. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. So like I was like stayed up till two or three a.m. when I was in the UK. Mm-hmm. And now here I go to bed at like 10 p.m. Like, you know, like a normal person. Very responsible. Very proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look who's growing up. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> So I, what what are we talking? We're talking about the Facebook thing today. Um, yeah, let's have some fun with the Facebook thing. We've been sending yeah. pretty stupid messages to each other about it all day, so we may <laughs> as well go into that. Yeah, uh, I mean, for yeah. people who haven't heard, uh, today's, what, October 4th? Um, it was Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, um, all went down for, it was, what, like four or five hours, like late morning today. Um, a lot of like hypothesizing as to what's going on. It looks like it was a, a, a DNS, a domain name attack. So um, <clears throat> it's not like their servers went down. Everyone's like, oh, what's going on with their servers? It's just, um, Ryan could probably explain it better than me, honestly. But basically, the, their website name isn't working anymore. Um, somehow or another, that got deleted. Maybe it was um, malicious and on purpose. Maybe it was just very, very gross incompetence. But the services have been out for what? Billions of people for yeah, billions five, yeah. six hours. Yeah, and they're back on now, but it uh, which yeah, takes away the uh, the excitement of it partly because it would be yeah, more fun if we I, were just gloating. Yeah. I really wanted to record in the midst of the chaos, you know, oh. like when there was uncertainty and it felt like anything could happen. Uh, but now, you know, things have just reverted back to the mean, and it's kind of boring. Yeah, yeah, it sure sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing ever happens, as usual. <laughs> no, but was it like 1.5 billion users' data got yeah. leaked, or was that a hoax? Is that real? We don't know yet, is the short answer. Yeah. Uh, um, it looked like there was, that that was the case, and um, it, was, it certainly seemed like it was connected to mm-hmm. the outage, but it's now kind of unclear, and we don't know if it's connected, and it seems like that actually happened before the outage. Um, maybe Will knows more about that. The conspiracy cell in the room. Yeah. All right. Warm it up. Conspiracy cells enter the chat. <clears throat> um, well, yeah. Like, so Ryan and I were going back and forth, and what he was saying was about like, oh, like, coincidence and stuff like that. And like, I, I agree with Ryan. Like, when you look into this a bit more, I can't believe this is the topic we're discussing. <laughs> um, uh, my girlfriend's in the other room, just listening. Like, I can't believe this is how he spends his time and calls it work. <laughs> but I do. So, uh, solve life. Solve life. This is it. Um, yeah, and so it's really that whether they're linked or not. Like, there's the 1.5 billion people, uh, like user data mm-hmm. that is said to be leaked. And I guess like some articles made it seem like it just happened today, and other articles from what I would consider to be more dependable websites were talking about it like it was something from late September. And I think even the article you sent me, Ryan, was talking about it before this happened yeah. and like the 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 theory i'm most on board with is that or i guess there's two theories but the theory i'm most on board with is that facebook did this as a reaction to something else like it seems just mm. so inept that i'm like oh like i could see it being something in reaction to that but and and also the fact that there was like a 60 minutes did a piece last night with like a whistleblower talking about how like certain things facebook did like chase profit at the expense of safety of people and uh just the fact that i woke up this morning to like the first thing i see on twitter is like the hashtag delete facebook which like happens i'm sure i've seen that like once every six months for a while but that that happens and then that article comes out about the 1.5 billion and then facebook goes down for like the longest amount of time in I think they're saying at least three or four years, but maybe even longer. Like to me, all that together is like, okay, like something is there. And 
Yeah, and I think like Ryan disagrees with reason in the way like if this oh you speak for yourself actually. Sure. Because you're here. Uh, <laughs> me, and, me and Will's eternal dynamic is uh, is Will uh, puts forward a theory. And, and I, I like, I snipe it down like ruthlessly. Well, uh, I just try, try to well, snipe well, it down. Well, well look, from the perspective though. of the sniper, it's a perfect shot, you know? <laughs> no, but I, I used the term in our chat where I was like, yeah, but this is the classic like debunking quotation marks that's just an explanation. It's like if. Yeah. It's like if your if your girlfriend gets home like super late and you're pretty suspicious and you're like where were you and she's like oh I was with the girls it's like that's an explanation is it the yeah. truth is it like it's one of those things where it can explain it but it can still not be true and uh, and I prefer yeah. to live in the uncertainty of not saying oh for sure that this was Facebook took it down or for sure it was a state sponsored like China sponsored attack on Facebook yeah but more it's like we don't know but these are odd things and so like yeah. and yeah. like if you're talking about trading is like is the move to buy Facebook on the dip is the move to short the market on this I'd say no the only thing you can say is maybe be long uncertainty for the next few days because people are confused. But it may already be too late for that. That's actually a good way to frame it. Like, would you, would you, uh, like, say you don't own Facebook stock right now, uh, you can either buy it or you can short it uh, or you can do nothing. What would you do? I guess it depends. Like, if this is an hour into the downage, if this is, if, if it's right, right now, right now, I, right now, right this second. Yeah, if it's right now, I'd probably buy. Yeah. Because it will yeah. probably flip back. They'll put out an explanation, but I'd probably flip yeah. it soon. Like, it would be a, two or yeah, three day sure. hole like a scalp but yeah. like not a oh i'm buying in now forever because i can see this having somewhat longer term effects eventually like i saw people talking about a big issue with facebook is they have been caught i think in germany is where they got caught and they were basically lying about how much actual engagement or how, how much ads were being shown to people and so they can lie about it. It's like a black box. Like, how the fuck are you going to audit Facebook? And they somehow got caught. And I hope I'm not making this up and it isn't Google instead or YouTube, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was Facebook. But the idea is universal. Is It's a black box. And so whether they got caught or not, I'm pretty sure they did. Today, if you were paying for ads, you have a big business and you spent like 200 grand on ads today. No, we'll, we'll keep it more conservative. You spent 10 grand on ads today. How the fuck do you know if anyone saw it, if it went anywhere, if there's any point to it? And it really does bring up the whole, as everything does, it leads to blockchain fixes this. Well, and, you would just uh, track it on the back end. You would just track it on the back end if it led to any results, right? If there was a weird aberration in how many sales you got compared to like the same number of exposure from like your last campaign, then you'd be able to know, right? If they were lying pretty fast, because presumably your back end that tracks sales is not going to be lying. It's true with the sales thing, but it's if you're paying for impressions, which I th yeah. think Instagram does more of. I don't know. I honestly don't understand the business plan for WhatsApp at all, if there is one yet, because I think they've had issues Data since the was canceled. <laughs> Data. Data. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> the, the official business plan, I mean. Like, you can. Um, uh, the official business plan might actually be Data. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's just Robin Hood for socializing. Like they could like they they could claim to like anonymize the data and like uh, sell it in like a totally above board way. Like that's probably I haven't looked into this at all. I'm just speculating I, what I'd imagine their business plan is. Someone last week told me that WhatsApp was meant to be. It was meant to eventually turn into almost like a payments rail, yeah, payments gateway mm. for in the same way that uh, WeChat, WeChat, yeah, and stuff like that. Is they want to be the WeChat of the rest of the world. And then when Libra got shut down and all the stablecoin issues mm. are coming out, that's slowed that down. And uh, so that, if that's the long-term plan, I still think, yeah, the short-term plan is they're like, just taking all our data and uh, doing whatever with it. Um, hmm. I, I yeah. lost my train of thought. Where were we going with this, Ryan? Um, I, okay, yeah, what I was saying was, I, yeah, I was, I was kind of joking about me and Will's dynamic because, like, the, the thing that we always keep coming back to is that we're actually, like, a lot more similar on these issues than, than we think at the end of the day. Um, because how Will answered that question is probably exactly how I would play it as well. Mm -hmm. I think there will be, like, a really easy mean reversion on Facebook, and then I probably wouldn't want to hold it after that either. Yeah, and I think that long uncertainty is, like, the thing I bring now, or maybe the, the more nuanced, 
approach I have after the last year or so of being like really positive in certain directions is just that if you don't know, then like how can you enjoy that uncertainty and have some fun with it? Yeah. And because uh, I think that there's more will come out around this. Like any of the explanations still look very incomplete. And I just refuse to believe a company that big is like that inept where they were all locked out. Although it's possible. It well, just seems like I, I mean, so stupid. I, like speaking as like a, a software engineer myself, that ineptitude is definitely on the cards. It is definitely uh, it, at any point in time, like you are, you are closer to a tech giant uh, making uh, an irreversibly massive, awful global uh, scale mistake than you think you are. You're really, really close to that. You're like an intern with the wrong, with the wrong uh, secret API pass, like away. Uh, if- you're really, really close. If it is like a DNS thing, though, not just like a like a local server thing, um, yeah. how would it be that like all of their major platforms went down at once in that case? Like one of them getting like, oops, snipped, copied or cut out of a, some important file. That makes sense. But like Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, I, I think Oculus and like some other subsidiaries that they own also all went down, um, like all of that going down at once. That's not likely even just like um through ineptitude like how would that happen yeah, yeah. I, I mean it's, it's, it's super unlikely right if it, if it mm-hmm. was likely you'd say this kind of shit happen all the time mm-hmm. um the fact that this is the first ever time for it to happen uh yeah it is really unlikely i what i'm trying to like drive home is that it's it's more within the scope of possibility than mm-hmm. than most people realize yeah yeah like th- there's been been like stories about this like horror stories about like uh, an intern deleting production database at companies, you just don't hear about it that much because oh, yeah. it's not Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this is this shit's taken down like multi million dollar companies before. It it, it happens. Um, it's not it's not super out there. Uh, although this outage was certainly a little bit weirder than your normal one, obviously. Yeah, yeah and it people want to kind of like chalk it up if it was like any kind of intention. People would want to chalk it up to you know hackers or government entities or someone with like particular like nefarious purposes that may have other motives too. But in reality, the the simpler the simpler explanation with something like that might just be a disgruntled intern. You've got some like low paid yeah. hack that's kind of upset that it happened across a little bit too much security clearance and yeah. oopsie daisies. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's another that's what thing. You you don't even need to necessarily bet on ineptitude, right? Mm-hmm. You could bet yeah. on this being an actual act of malice from a high-ranking Facebook employee or a low-ranking mm-hmm. one that managed to socially engineer his way in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, there's an entire scope of possibilities um, that don't seem so weird once you start, like, thinking about what could have happened. Facebook employs a ton of engineers. A ton. It's a big there's, company. It's huge. It's absolutely massive. Yeah, it's really, it's a really big. big company? I think I, yeah, yeah, I've heard it. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're not really we're not really stock guys, but yeah, I think it's a big company. I don't know. I don't. What does it token like trade at? I, I don't. Uh, I think they've like got a sub uh, six figure market cap on their token. So I'm. Out. I mean, li- Libra. Yeah, it's like zero. I think. <laughs> I do stock like trades on. I think their stock trades on like just some shithole exchange like NYSE. Yeah, it could make it like that. <laughs> But I love the idea of these rogue interns out there just destroying companies. Like I, I want to meet more of these people if they actually exist. Yeah. Get them on the show. It's good, yeah, it's a good myth. Will, there's the, no the, way you don't have a guy for this. Uh, a rogue intern guy. <laughs> I'll look into this. So, what do you guys think? Are like, what do you guys think are like the implications of this? Then, do you think there are any? Do you think it even bears yeah. thinking about? Do you think there's worth talking about? Or is it? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I see. Three big reactions, like one from users, one from advertisers, one from government. So with government, like this is a perfect example of them being like, oh, more reason for us to have more control over these companies, because look at how this screwed up all these things. And now we have like public support because like a shocking amount of people are pissed off that these services were down, whereas all of us are trying to figure out why people were using these services today. And uh, a lot so of people be- make their livelihoods off Instagram and Facebook, like a lot of people do. Oh yeah, yeah. a lot of communication, oh, yeah. like important communication channels, going through WhatsApp and whatever else. Um, yeah, like ads and stuff as well. The the ads market on these platforms yeah. is massive. Yeah, right. and that's where like the ads market comes in. Is like how many of these people have gotten screwed with um, 
like I guess in the last six months to a year, you've seen Apple changing how they interact with Facebook and making it way harder to advertise on there. And so now just as people are getting used to like, okay, this is how I'm going to like run these campaigns, then they you get mean, screwed like this and they're down all day. When you say that Apple's making it harder, do you mean that like... Tracking. Doing what? Tra- uh, tracking. They make it very, very hard to... Oh. Uh, uh, I was mixed up because I have an Android, but I, whether it is yeah, OS 15 yeah. or OS 14, is yeah. makes it really hard to track open rates now. And on emails, and so email is a big thing, but also Facebook ads, the pixel is just, to my understanding from speaking with friends of mine that are big in the ad space, is it's just not tracking in the same way. And so it changes everything, changes how money is being spent, all the market rates get modified in a way. And uh, so if you have that and you've been struggling, and it's also gotten more competitive every year, more Mm -hmm. people are using it, and more people are advertising it, I mean then it becomes like, well, what are my other options? And you start looking around like, okay, what about organic? What about, um, I don't know, yeah, be like, what about discords? What about influencers? What about setting up communities that then are going to do my outreach for me? Mm-hmm. What about just going to cold email? Like there's all sorts of crazy things that could come out of this if they yeah. become more and more appealing. And I don't think just today makes it more appealing, but this could be the last, like the, the last, uh, I don't have the right words right now, end of the day. But uh, yeah, the last straw will say, and just that people are like, okay, now I really need to look at making sure that Facebook revenue, Facebook related revenue is no longer 80%. It's going down to like 30 or 40% because mm-hmm. I'm really building in a different direction and spreading my eggs out between a few different uh, baskets. Yeah, yeah. yeah e-com guys diversifying out from it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the final thing is just users. Um like I have a Facebook account, but I don't think I've been on it in a long time. Mm-hmm. And then just thinking about today, it's like, man, why, why have I just not deleted that yet? And it's fully just because like a few people don't have my number and stuff like that. And it's You're like, it's not a good way- give it to them. Well, yeah, like, like friends of mine in Australia and stuff like that. Like people that I don't have on like Signal or Telegram that I can't text or anything. It's like, that would be the way just to like mm. quickly catch up with me. And like, like when I go places, I have a bunch of people I just met while I was traveling around that that would be the mode of communication. But like the actual Facebook platform, I have not touched in a long time. And so I, I'd be curious if like people start deleting just because they've now remembered, oh, I have this platform that I don't like and it screws around a lot and now it has my user data. Should I just delete it? Would that be... A cleansing or something like that. Mm-hmm. They were talking about oh, with the the big data leak, the 1.5 billion people. Um, just off the top of my head, I think it was like names, emails, birthdays, and then probably like some affiliated like Facebook data, like the things that you've liked or whatever else. Um, I'm kind of like kind of trying to game plan what like a very, very badly motivated actor could do with something like this. Like worst case I'm seeing right now is you just get a bunch of like spammy advert emails um, yeah, because I, they got your data. Um, maybe they can kind of target it because they've got like your list of like liked pages or posts or something to yeah, that effect. Yeah, to be honest, I think nothing, nothing happens from it. Uh, like every single person listening to this right now has been involved in a data breach. Um, it's yeah, very, people are very used to it at this point. I Only think fans. if... I think if this is like 100% real, even if Facebook lost like 1.5 billion users' data, I don't think it actually even changes how the average Facebook user thinks about Facebook at all. I don't think the average user cares about privacy or data, even maybe like 10% as much as the average listener of this podcast yeah, does. Yeah, you're right. That's probably fair. I'd and say you're probably right. Like, it's more peripheral users. Like if any of us still have an account and we're like, why do we still have an account? And I don't yeah. know. Like for me, I'll clear out. I'm not a typical user. But I was like, are there like a few thousand people, maybe like over 10,000 people that are like, oh, like, fuck Facebook. I love laughing at Zuck, like losing $7 billion in market value today. Why do I still own, why do I still have any data on here? And so almost just like a reminder that you still have an account and then you delete it. But no, like the typical user doesn't give a crap. They still want to see what their racist aunt is going to say on Facebook. I mean, it's not like your your data actually leaves their platform if you delete it. I mean, they, they keep they oh, keep profiles on people who have never signed up. I think they call them like 
shadow profiles or something like if uh like people are talking about you or um there are like photos of you that other people have posted or just um like going through it like your day-to-day life they'll like create profiles based on people who've like never showed never signed up for an account never given any personal data um i've read they've also filed for a patent that can id a camera lens um based on like the microscopic scratches that it can see in the pictures so it'll like use a yeah it'll use like not facial recognition but um just visual data parsing recognition to notice like tiny little imperfections in your phone screen which are going to be unique for every single person's phone because they're all going through you know different stages of wear and tear then you take the picture you post it and then it can match um what phone took what picture um that's so so cool that's cool as fuck (laughs) it is like cool tech it's an interesting idea it's creepy though that that's uh, some cyberpunk shit fuck me like what three billion users or whatever um that's potentially being used on fuck that's cool (laughs) i i can't get mad about it one bit it's it's too cool that's so impressive um it's a neat bit of tech it's not like a it, you, I mean, it's awesome. It's awesome to begin with. I can also just beat it though by like scratching at my phone camera, and suddenly I'm repeatedly a new phone. every single yeah. day. Uh, but I'm sure they, I'm sure honestly, like if they've if they're already building this, they've accounted for that. They'll build up a timeline of what your cameras look like over time, and they'll be able to like then assign it to a date. You're you're probably helping them age the camera if you do it. That's how. That's that's cool as fuck. Are you like friends with Zuck? Is that is that what's going on here? Uh no I I really don't like I don't like I don't like Zuck I'm a much bigger fan of Jack. <laughs> I for all the crap he gets I do kind of like Jack sometimes I. Jack's I feel great. like I feel like most of the things that like people kind of fault Twitter for are things that he's just I don't want to say turned a blind eye to but he's just like chosen his battles and that's not something that yeah. he's trying to yeah. get in on so much like he he still does own and run and founded the premier f- free speech platform on the planet like even if the speech isn't always as free as we want it's still probably a no, net positive yeah. that we're all using right yeah no like when when these guys go to war like in their own individual nation states like you want to be living in jack's country i promise mm-hmm. you you, you want to be living in jack's over marks and over jeff's every time uh I'd, i'll be there i'll be there we'll be using bitcoin I agree. He he is the uh, better billionaire. Yeah, you need to choose your billionaire sometimes. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like Jack is a really good play. I think he's actually like a good guy. I get like a a weirdly like human uh, vibe from Jack. I don't know about you guys. You know how you get like a really distinctly inhuman, very strange read on like Bezos, Zuck. Zuck and Gates. Yeah. Uh, Gates, of course. The reptiles. Yeah, but, like, like Jack actually seems like a a, a real person, person that mm-hmm. maybe hasn't uh maybe hasn't surrendered his soul just yet. Didn't I forget where it rolled out, but I think um Twitter integrated Lightning Network payments onto the Twitter app in some way, shape, or I think in like some particular region. I don't remember where it is, but I think it's yeah. just um I I think there's one model where you can like um pay like some kind of subscription fee for like premium content that you get through twitter and they might just add like a very straightforward like sat tipping system as well so if like you like a tweet maybe send them a few sats i don't know Um, did you see uh did you see that they unveiled their nft integration as well did you guys see that i heard something about it i didn't see the specifics how's that going this is cool as fuck they're gonna be able to you're gonna be able to hook up your metamask uh, your wallet with your Twitter account, and if your profile picture is an actual NFT, it's going to have a little verification badge to show that. Oh, that's dope. That your profile picture is an that's actual really cool NFT, and it's going to say it's from this collection, so people will immediately know. Um, wow. so it's going to create this really cool like uh, other class on Twitter, like the the NFT that's just verified what we need. <laughs> versus the normal. But this is good, right? Because it it sort of like has something to contend against the blue checks. Yeah, yeah, like, I do they like that get point. it because they're like a journalist or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's really cool. And obviously, this is like stupid bullish for NFTs. Like, I mm-hmm. I feel, um, I re- I remember saying like I was more confident in NFTs than like every other crypto sector. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's I'm even more confident in that now. Yeah, no, that's that's a very neat. Uh, I think 
are Yats looking to like roll that kind of integration out on most social media platforms too? Like maybe in like your Twitter bio, you can like have like a, a verified Yat yeah, or something they're, like they're, that. Yeah, they're they're trying to do that. They're like rolling out partnerships one by one. That's definitely mm-hmm. on their radar. They're starting out with like crypto wallets though, aren't they? I mean, they kind of uh, make sense. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have like make it like really easy to send money to another emoji sequence. Absurd statement. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's what they're going to do first. They're going to do payment rails and then uh, try and make it like um, sort of like an orbit type system where like your ID mm-hmm. is you, you are your ID, um, and you could probably like communicate with others, like start networks. Um, mm-hmm. Very early stages on yet, but uh, yeah, they got some cool ideas in the pipeline. And I mean, uh, while we're actually talking about this, I think Orbit is like a natural segue from uh, us talking about the flaws of these big centralized social media platforms. Yeah, that's about where I was going to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, an, yeah Orbit I think app, is... <clears throat> an Orbit app like can't go down in a certain sense, right? Like, yeah. Instead, so, like the the model that like Facebook runs, they've got you know their centralized servers and databases, and then everybody who wants to use these services, they've got to ping those centralized services and uh, servers and databases to get any information back to use the application. Yeah. Um, but with Urbit, right, you you go and download like the the core software from I don't know whatever online repository. That's then integrated into your like personal cloud, your personal Urbit, and then you're yep. just interacting directly with all of the other Urbits that have all of that that have this yeah. application too, more or less, right? Yeah, yeah. So like the only the failsafe, right? The the the, the vector for failure here is um, is like the Ethereum network. Um, mm-hmm. The the Ethereum network going down would take it down, but. I, to me, that's a hell of a it's a hell of a stronger foundation. Like, there's no is, intern, there's no ineptitude that can bring is down Urbit, the Ethereum. Does Urbit blockchain. run on ETH? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was its own separate ecosystem, but it, it makes sense. It's all demarcated in in ETH. Yeah, yeah, it's all on ETH right now. But they're, they're gonna they're gonna be um they're gonna be doing a lot more of their stuff on layer two, obviously, so that they can mm-hmm. actually scale and it's right, um, right. You, you can actually do a bunch of shit without paying a ton in gas um but yeah yeah they they run on eth and it's gonna be like the next generation of web app explosion or yeah. whatever once orbit starts to like <clears throat> scale and go like because we're gonna have to like recreate the entire fucking internet I, they, in, they, in they have sense. like they, they they have that's what they've been doing for or, eight eight years now they've recreated the architecture uh, but Applications layers are still very much in their infancy, aren't there? There's, I think, there's yeah. like a lot of space for like devs and entrepreneurs to yeah, get. Yeah, they that are. Space. They are. I, I actually had a really cool experience with them recently because uh, I, I, I chatted with, um, with uh, the community lead at Orbit, um, and right. I was telling them that I have like uh, devs in my server mm-hmm. um, that are interested, um, and they ended up on a on a call with him talking about. Um, porting over many of the Discord features onto Orbit because, like, they're like targeting things that people like on mm-hmm. these um, these application layers and porting mm-hmm. them over one by one. Um, did you know they they pay their developers in Orbit stars? Really? Yeah, yeah. I they, mean, they they pay them in stars. I mean, I guess that's kind of like the mo for like crypto projects. Like, yeah. I think most like token bearing projects protocols just pay their employees and whatever their na- their native token is but hmm. oh yeah, I, and it, i heard it, it planets really... at first but stars that's kind of like a big deal having yeah, like it, multiple stars could put you in a very advantageous place in the future it struck me how like uh frictionless the whole thing was because it was just like uh me and him talking and then i mm-hmm. uh, were he was talking about like things that that need done like uh features that he, he'd like on urban i was like I'll ask the devs in my Discord. Uh, mm-hmm. I asked them. They said, "Yeah, I'm game." And then they were on a call with him, and they were like hashing out the contract. And it, it struck me as how like uh, it, it felt very like the future. Like at no point were these guys asked, "Hey, what's your? Uh, do you have a degree in this stuff? What's your business line?" It was just, uh, "Can you do this? Okay, if you do do it, here's what you'll get in return." Boom, mm-hmm. done. Um, <clears throat> and that's really cool. Do any of the guys in your server um, write in Hoon? Um, uh, or is that what like they need? Yeah. Or yeah, are they, they, like they learning? Need to, or? Yeah, I think they need to learn it for that. Uh, very few people write in the language I think Urbit uses natively. It's like mm-hmm. very, very arcane and niche. Yeah, if, if that was a little like highbrow for people. Um, the Urbit platform, they've got their own um, programming language called Hoon, H O O N, um, kind of comparable to like Ethereum Solidity. Um, yeah. If, if, 
Urbit runs on ETH, why doesn't it just use Solidity too? Because uh, I I think the actual um, like the application layer stuff isn't like smart contracts. It mm-hmm. it operates on the Urbit network itself, not on the Ethereum network. Because like if everything was on the Ethereum network. You'd that be paying. Would totally, yeah. yeah, it would be. It'd be hor- It'd be awful to do anything. It'd be really weird. Like for example, right now I think Herbert tweeted today that they were. They just like ran a video call uh, on oh, wow. on Herbert, which is really cool. That um, is cool. Yeah, so like they, they're trying to do as much as possible on Herbert itself, mm-hmm. and more using ETH as like the um, the base layer, financial layer of it. Yeah. Yeah. The the value layer of it, whatever they're calling it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but anyway, I, I it struck me how cool that setup was. It felt very much Web3. It felt like very much like how mm-hmm. uh, devs are going to be paid in the future. Just like, hey, can you do this? Okay, cool. Learn it. If you manage to get it done, this mm-hmm. is what you'll get in return. Um, it was very cool. It was like uh, very anti-credentialism. Um, uh, yeah, and it was just purely by connection and like hanging out in a Discord server, which is pretty cool. And they don't even keep AI records of the scratches <laughs> on your phone on your phone lens either, which is really something to to say about them. And they could; they've got great engineers. They could do that, and they're choosing not to. I think Facebook has a patent on it. I think uh, really do they? That, that's I how I heard that. about it. That's so cool. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's a tech <laughs> It's bad. It's bad. I get it. It is bad. I agree. It's bad, yeah, Will's but... been quiet since you said that. I think you might have like, <laughs> very, very deeply offended. I'm gouging my camera off. Actually, in this time, <laughs> I went and got a kitchen knife, and I've I have no camera on my phone now. Bo- both of them gone. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I could have just put a sticky tape on it, but this seemed more efficient. I started waving at mine as if to communicate with the Facebook engineers that are watching me right now. Hello, hey, world. I think what you're doing is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Zucker. <laughs> um, Where do we go there? Where do we go from there? <laughs> arbitrage, for sure. All right, all right. So Will wanted to talk. We, we, we sometimes talk about what we want to uh, game planning say on the episodes. show. Yeah, yeah. We'll, like we'll talk about it in advance. Will said he wanted to talk about arbitrage opportunities in crypto. In crypto. No, 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 no. You, you guys said took arbitrage. Me you I said, said one, opportunities in crypto, I believe, which we're still confused I about. I said, if I scroll up, like a cunt, uh-huh. if I scroll up and find the exact thing I said, which we talk a lot, so this is actually harder than I thought. Um, but basically, so <laughs> <shh>. <laughs> that, that's beyond my uh, technical know-how. So basically what I meant, and I said crypto would be one micro example, but really it's more the idea of arbitrage in general. And like a perfect example that I believe I said, and I said a different example, but like one example we saw last year is I knew some people that as COVID was beginning, they got distracted from like the the business they're building that is crushing it, that is worth quite a bit right now so that they could basically flip masks. They were buying masks and sourcing them and selling them, stuff like that. Okay. And to me, that's an example of arbitrage. Like, it's not uh, technically. Ar- Brian's going to come at me with the technical definition. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just asking. I'm, I want to clarify what yours is. Because is your definition buying anything buying for low lower and selling, selling it for higher? <laughs> is, no, because no, no, no. it's it's more. I'm okay. Well, let's find a term for this. I'm looking uh, for the right. term for when you have a scalable business that you're building, like a day to day thing you're focused on and then a distraction comes along and when that makes sense and to me that was a distraction it's like a time arbitrage where you're like you know what like I, this isn't a long-term thing this is something i can quickly take advantage of and go back to what i should be doing because it makes sense on a risk adjusted returns basis to be flipping masks to be like even if you have a traditional way you you making money uh, trading crypto, if you see something completely different, you only get to do it once. But it makes sense just to learn a bit more about it and then do it. When does that make sense? I don't are, think are that's what arbitrage the... is. I definitely don't think that's what arbitrage means at all. Uh, I think arbitrage is like taking advantage of existing current discrepancies in value um, to to capitalize on said difference. Like if it's Bitcoin's trading at one price on one exchange and then another yeah. price on another exchange, you then buy it on the cheap exchange and then sell it on the expensive exchange, and that's yeah, obviously like good literally... for the trader. And also, it like helps to like check and balance the market so that like all exchanges stay relatively equal and we we maintain like efficient market yeah. market e- equilibrium 
Yeah, so like yeah, arbitrage. I'm applying this term, and and I'm, I'm admitting it's like a different way. Like, but the way I was originally thinking about it was like one example was um when the kimchi premium, like the mm-hmm. Korean stock, the Korean uh, market premium for Bitcoin was something like five or six grand. Yeah. Is that that would be arbitrage? But it's like okay, like how that would technically be arbitrage? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's like, how long do you spend on yeah. things like that? How long do you spend on these like these minor opportunities that come in? You're like, oh, okay, like I'm going to learn how to make NFTs this month, or I'm going to issue a shit coin three months ago. Mm-hmm. Deciding I, to make NFTs this month because NFTs are hot, though, that's not arbitrage. That's just deciding how to allocate your time. You, you're, you're coming in with TE on, okay, <laughs> well, let's come up with a different term for what I'm talking about. Wait, Keeping isn't definitions TI? Like, isn't definitions like TI? Is that not? Yeah, you don't even want to get me started. <laughs> Alex, can you? Is this? Am I wrong? No, no. I think we've already like went over what arbitrage is. Um, it's. Are you talking about like side hustles or like just well, money well, making? We could say side hustles, but that are more. Like, I, I think the mass example, the kimchi example, are both two really good examples so whatever you want to call that like i will continue to call that arbitrage and you guys can continue to correct me frustrated by that (laughs) it it, like intermittent time sensitive um opportunities that you may or may not want to capitalize on depending on payoff another one i was talking about with ryan last week was uh one that got sent out in a newsletter where it was talking about like you can make like 0.34 percent just quickly bridging some ETH to this bridge. Sorry, sending some ETH to this bridge and then taking it off again. You've made 0.34. And if an opportunity like that comes up every week, if you do, say, 50 times 0.3, then whatever amount that is. What's that, 50% a year? Yeah, I I want to like I I don't really care like what the definition of arbitrage we use, but like the point I was trying to make is that uh, it seems like those are two completely different things, like capitalizing on the kimchi premium and moving to NFTs because they're hot are like two completely different things and require a different conversation. Uh, that's why I was trying to like clarify what you're talking about. Uh, I yeah, I, the actual definition of arbitrage doesn't matter, but I think those are two extremely different conversations. Um, I mean, because I, like, you can't I, really have like a specific rule for how to deal with both of those because one is capitalizing on a trend that is hot, which happens like every single month in crypto, and the other is like um, an actual arbitrage, uh, like one exchange offering Bitcoin at cheaper than its actual value. I I think I get like the pattern that he's touching at, just like um, you've got like your settled online make money kind of kind of endeavors. Like all of us are like trading or doing e-com or whatever else. And like we're planning on sticking with these things for a while. Whereas I think like the, the like the sticking point that like he's coming at is more of a <clears throat> it just this isn't something you're going to do every day. You probably won't even be doing it like next week or next month. It's um, you do it quickly, capitalize on whatever moments being presented to you, and then okay. taking what you can and running. Um, so, so just like, like quick money making opportunities, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yes. You're going to be exactly, and like it would be like like applying it to any of us. It'd be like, well, at what point would it make sense for like Alex to quickly do an info product for Ryan to suddenly be doing like a time for money like service trade where he's like he's training people in how to use hoon or something like that i'm not saying you know hoon but you know what i mean like when when do those make sense and i classify like when you were saying the two things before you were talking about like the kimchi premium versus like the nft trend i see those as completely the same in how you approach and evaluate them is like okay like how long is this going to be around how much money can i make does this tie into any of my core skills and my long-term goals? Okay, so like really what we're talking about then is uh, how to evaluate... Distractions. How, how, well, not distractions, like opportunities, right? Yeah, like how yeah. to evaluate new potential opportunities. Because if you mm-hmm. like frame it as distractions, like they're, you know, that's kind of doing them a disservice, right? Really, they're yeah. opportunities to you. Um, and, and like how to think about when something comes up that you something you you don't normally consider doing um but like environmental factors or some external thing has feelings. shifted um definitely not has, doing like, that no like that's not profitable come on <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like how to think about those situations right yeah okay i like how uh, we've taken like 10 minutes to unpack what was a poorly <laughs> what arbitrage thing is okay uh, no, 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 no arbitrage okay and this is how i think i just approach everything is i take a word and just over not over and over apply it 
But I'm like, oh, okay, like, this word to me has similar meaning around this, and that's how yeah. I'm going to discuss it. And that's why I, I was like, it. oh, man, I'm not explaining this properly, but when we hop <laughs> on the phone, I knew you guys would know what I was talking about. And it was, it, it's the way I see it, is like, okay, when does it make sense to deviate from your, your, the path that is high growth for you mm-hmm. because something is profitable and evaluating those? And I think that like, there's, there are always these opportunities. Like, they're, they're constantly yeah. around. And uh, I think I'm probably, of the three of us, the worst at saying no to them. And I've finally gotten better at saying no to them. But yeah. it's really just interesting to talk about. Uh, like I say, I'm saying the topic I came up with is interesting to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, can, I can talk about this a little bit with, um, with reference to like, the exact NFT thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like a couple months ago, like prior to a couple months ago, the only actual NFTs I'd ever really interacted with were Arbit uh, mm-hmm. assets. Um, but I, I basically like read a ton about NFTs and I sort of recognized the kind of opportunity that I think Will is talking about that mm-hmm. there's like a massive hype cycle happening in these right now. And I think for reasons, uh, I like stupidly dismissed them before, like I was actually wrong. Um, and I was like skeptical and I was kind of dumb about them. Um, like I recognized that that's where a ton of the capital was rotating, mm-hmm. um, in crypto. And I like went really hard trading NFTs this summer. Um, mainly because I decided that I had like a skill set that was directly applicable to it. Um, like if you if you're pretty good at trading uh, fungible stuff, mm-hmm. you probably have like a decent edge trading non fungible stuff. Although it requires quite a few mindset shifts. Um, but yeah, that's basically how I evaluated it. I I saw that there was about to be a big capital rotation into this space, um, and at that point it was just a matter of getting long in the right places. So yeah, I guess my decision was based on having a skill set that was transferable yeah. and then i evaluated like if i stood to gain more from getting into it than doing what i was already doing which i think was like an easy yes yeah, i think another point to, to that is picking battles is that like kind of kind of with ryan i i don't say i yeah. dismissed it as a concept like i like i i still see massive potential in it we're nowhere near tapped what's going to happen i still think jpegs is just like the kind of funny little infancy phase before like all the real action kind of pops off um <clears throat> that being said um even though i was like very bullish on the sector i kind of intentionally sat it out because i knew this is not where my edge is like yeah, um, yeah. like maybe like a decent um fungible token trader if that's fair but um <clears throat> i think this is a lot more to you have to have an eye for like art and aesthetics which i'm really really like pushing against the grain like fighting an uphill battle trying to trying to profit from and also you need to have like an idea of like social wins and trends and like what does everybody like right now what's everybody going to like here in six months when everybody's selling um yeah yeah. those are things that i don't particularly see as my strong suits and so i'm just like hey i hope you all have a lot of fun once this starts making more sense to me once i can start applying my own skill sets to this um then i'm gonna be more than happy to hop on in get in on the action but right now it's just not like the best risk reward play for me personally um yeah yeah. luckily there are all kinds of people out there that are much better at this stuff than i am yeah like you and i actually are like great examples of like opposite like different profiles of traders like Mm -hmm. and a good example of when you should like know know a battle that you can win and know a battle in which like you might struggle in mm-hmm. um because you like you definitely take like a more uh i think technical uh chart based approach mm-hmm. i think when you tend to trade than i do and i think even when i was doing um my manual when not bot stuff is obviously very technical but right. whenever i did my manual stuff it was always based on narrative type stuff it was always mm-hmm. based on mm-hmm. where i think capital is rotating from like a like an emotional perspective like i think about the psychology of the market and like where money is going to rotate next based on where it was before Mm -hmm. um which naturally like lends itself to nfts really really well because it's really hard to buy nfts and i'm trying Mm. (laughs) believe me i'm trying i'm I'm, I'm trying guys man yeah and and i've seen another opportunity like this where like the two things i think are going to continue to do really well are crypto and e-com like investing, like owning an e-com company mm-hmm. will just continue to do well. But it's one of those things where I have no interest in e-com at all. Like mm-hmm. I don't like things. I don't like buying things. I don't like going on stores. 
my like okay. 2020 my 2019 like resolution was just no stores besides grocery stores what? yeah i did a pretty I good job i like that oh it was great and i think i got suckered in i had to buy like underwear i was out Dumb. which is because <laughs> too much information um but it's We're one of those things underwear who's uh, never mind we're not going into this but uh <laughs> your detox <laughs> yeah so many detoxes and i'm all out my underwear all detox <laughs> but uh <laughs> Just get, like a dedicated pair for them yeah, exactly. I've got my Mondays, my Monday, my Wednesdays and stuff, and then suddenly just my detox pair. <laughs> but uh, my cousin is now, he's uh, he's basically doing a ton of like email marketing in the space and is getting really strong understanding and now a lot of investment opportunities there. And I was saying to him, I was like, man, this is a perfect example of like, I have no ability in this space and I'd rather just like you help me figure out which ones you think are going to do well based on your specific marketing expertise and where you're putting money. And like, I'll just almost let you make the decision with me having limited oversight, knowing that you have a lot of experience doing this. And it's almost like the opposite of like, when do you find an opportunity? And it's like, you know what? I'd rather just ask Ryan for some updates on like the broader trends, but avoid getting into the nitty gritty on NFTs because I don't know shit. Like, and I don't have the time to keep up because that's the other thing is you have to be plugged in enough to be keeping up. Whereas if you're just checking once a week, like how are my NFTs doing right. and not even trying to like market them or use them and stuff like that, then yeah. you're probably missing out on some other opportunities. And so it is. It's a capital and a time investment. And so just knowing that and looking for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's so important, especially if we're talking crypto. Like I like all day I just read about crypto and there's still a ton of shit that I miss. Mm -hmm. Like there are cycles that I that I completely miss. Um AVAX, baby. Yeah, like the the whole the AVAX ecosystem, I totally missed all that shit. Um because I was like I was doing NFTs. Still early, bro yeah maybe maybe i have i don't know I, I i do not know um because i was like heavily in the nft ecosystem at that point in time um so yeah you it, it's okay to I, th I think that's a really actually important thing to underline while we're on this topic it's completely okay to miss some shit uh like people are going to hype stuff like crazy when it's at the peak of the cycle people are going to be like this is it it's the new paradigm you need to be it. if you're not in this you're not going to make it you're not going to make it bro there's no way you're just not going to make it uh crypto got really bad about that you know when when they're not going to make it meme started they got really oh, bad at yeah. inducing fomo and like i'm going to make it because i'm in this you you nah you're not going to make it no way oh it's so um, good though it's Us it's amazing for marketing urgency yeah. oh it's brilliant it sells yeah. this is this is will admiring the marketing and not going <laughs> to make it in the same way that i'm admiring the tech and the, and the, the camera lens you can really <laughs> tell which so camera took the picture <laughs> not not gonna make it just hits you so viscerally and like yeah, the yeah. Like the heart and the crotch at the same time you're just like ow check i i need to get this i need to do this yeah, like I why don't i make it why don't you i know, own token right now oh. you know you know that someone spent six figures on a jpeg because they read that they weren't going to make it if they didn't that that's that's oh. happened a lot that's happened so much anyway yeah um it's totally okay to um to mess some boats you don't need to catch every boat you you do need you do not need to catch every ball. There's always a ton of opportunities. Even though it feels like this is the big one, it feels like you're in the parabola right now. Uh, mm -hmm. There there's always a ton of parabolas. You're totally fine. And even like the boat that you're in, proverbially speaking, is like a microcosm of more boats. For example, yeah. like um, it, it, say you're just like trading fung fungible tokens, right? Like um, I and Ryan, I think you were like kind of position traders at least with like our our manual trading yeah. more or less um it, buy positions and projects that we kind of believe in and then hold them for periods of weeks months if not years and it's more like cycle trading than it is swing trading if that makes sense um yeah that's correct like yeah. long term that works out super well um like a little bit lower risk um you'll ride the market a little bit harder and that's painful but also is fun sometimes and what, what i'm getting at though is like you'll have like your major positions you'll have your your bitcoin or eth or link or uni or whatever it is so whatever your shit coins of choice are um and that's where it, when you're position trading you should keep the bulk of your capital um that's where just the best risk reward is honestly you can be pretty confident that the the bigger cap stuff isn't going to nuke super spectacularly or like pull a facebook and just go down um, or yeah. maybe pull a solana that might be a more relevant 
relevant <laughs> reference. But if you're sitting on any meaningful kind of capital, you know, you'll have like your primary bags. Um, but you can have like these secondary, like little moon bags, and that's where like your Doge and your Shiba and maybe like your Avax and things like that come in. Um, mm -hmm. It's not literally arbitrage, but it's like these quick pumps. Like you, you'd allocate just a small amount of capital to it for a short period of time. When they appreciate, they just go insane parabolic. It's not like these months long runs. It's like, uh, <clears throat> what'll Doge do? Doge will do what, like a five to 10X over a period of like a day to a week. Maybe like when it pumps, it just like it, it pumps, pumps. Um, and if you can expose yourself to even like a, a small per percentage of your portfolio in a, in a position like that, <clears throat> you take that, you write it up, then roll it back into like your bigger bags and do that one, two, three times. And that's like portfolio changing money. Um, yeah. So even if you're even if you are kind of focused on like a smaller lane or a smaller niche, um, the the entirety of the industry is just moving so fast and changing so quickly. Um, even if you're missing ninety nine percent of the opportunities, there are still more opportunities than you could possibly capitalize on. And you yep. probably don't have the time or capital to get into all of them, anyways. No, not even close. It's yeah, such a big space. And also that though, that's no excuse to get lazy. Um there's a there is a ton of opportunity, but that's mm -hmm. like that is not a reason to sit back and be like, oh, I'll get the next boat. Like if you mm -hmm. think there's a boat that you can make and that you actually are oh, early yeah. to a capital rotation, you should absolutely uh you should absolutely take that shot. If you think that you've got an edge there and your risk reward is good, it's definitely not an excuse. Just because there's another parabola doesn't mean that you can get lazy about it, is something else I want to underline. I mean, I definitely caught the the sheep pump today. If anybody saw that, that was, was very satisfying. <laughs> I had like fifty dollars of it, and then I had like eighty dollars of it. <laughs> Baller man! And I should have bought more. Only regret. Uh, also, yeah, another thing that I, Alex alluded to there that I I think is a good thing to talk about. Um, I Alex alluded to position trading. Um, a, a really good thing if you're like into trading these assets is to think about what time frame you're best at. Mm. Um, most people have one that they're better at than others and if you track all of your money movements you'll notice that you lose the majority of your money when you deviate from that optimal uh, mm. the optimal time frame so there's like there's lots of ways to think about it like you can be like a scalper operating on like a really low time frame most people suck at that um, that's usually usually the territory of bots but some people are really good mm. at it too um, you could be a swing trader it's like a little bit longer you know you could be operating Within like uh within like a day maybe two days mm -hmm. um are like me and alex position traders operating more like on a week weeks or month long timeline mm -hmm. or just like an investor right you're just straight up holding no matter what you're like you've got your links you're a link marine you'll never not be a link marine you're always holding that link <laughs> um uh yeah so you should probably think about which of those that you tend to make money in and when you tend to deviate from that and lose money Honestly, an investment strategy um, podcast would make for a pretty good episode here in some yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah financial would, advice. Yeah, yeah, I, I would love to go into depth on all that stuff, but I don't know how much we want to make this a trading podcast. Uh, it's a well, kind of a make money online podcast. I don't, I don't know. We get kind of loosey goosey yeah. with it, and I I feel like a decent chunk of our audience is at least tangentially related to crypto, or is kind of interested yeah. in dabbling in it. Yeah, and everyone's we'll keep a better it like, now. <laughs> we'll keep it high level enough that I think most people will get it. We don't have to get yeah. like too deep into technical indicators. And if you do want to get too deep, um, I, I know this great guy. He has this course <laughs> and this ebook. Uh, <laughs> and you can use your affiliate link www.cypherscope backslash Alex. The book is uh, the book is free now. Actually, you can get that for free. <sighs> what yeah. did I pay for it then? For then uh early sure. early edition sure it can i get can we like mint this as an nft or something i'll, I'll airdrop every i if you send me proof you bought it i'll airdrop you an nft if you like as a token of goodwill no shit okay <laughs> it won't be a good one it won't be one anyone cares about but it will be an nft well, it might be it might be a good one <laughs> i got something I'll, cooking can i can i have your rory uh, I already sold my Aurora on the day I minted it. <laughs> That's it, probably. A that was my play. best. That was my best ever percentage term NFT play. Because did you guys? Do you guys know the story of the Aurora mint? I, I was. I yeah. kind of tried to get in on it. Um, wasn't it? So 
there, there was a better. bug. There was a bug in the smart contract uh, for the Aurori Mint. Um, they were meant to mint for five sol. Uh, oh they, yeah, yeah. They accidentally, uh, they accidentally allowed them to be minted for one sol. Yeah. So I was already willing to pay five for like as many Aurori as I could get my hand on. Mm-hmm. Because at this point in time, okay, so like at this point in time in the NFT ecosystem, there wasn't a lot of sol plays at all, and this was mm-hmm. like the only good one. So everyone had a ton of sol because sol just rocketed. Everyone was buying sol, and there was only one game in town. It was Aurori. So if you got in on this mint, it was a guaranteed like. This was like the best chance to turn a small account into a big account there was. Um, it, it was like one of the best risk rewards imaginable. So I was there. I was ready to try and get one. I was like, I would pay five self. People as as couldn't even could do that. For, and yeah, and I was lucky. I, I got I got one. I got one Aurori for one sol, uh, and I I sold it later that day for I think fifty five sol. Um, I think that was my best ever percentage term in the shortest period of time. Um, but I think right like th- those plays are rare. Like you only get that; those only come along like really rarely when it's like such an obvious. If you get in, this is. Free and even money. if you were watching it, I, I read it. I think they dropped like they minted ten thousand of them at once, and yeah. th- their Twitter feed said there were like thirty or forty thousand people yeah. just like waiting at the time of the drop to try to get in yeah, on it I, I was there i, I was one of them refreshing <laughs> yeah, like mad i had multiple tabs open i had all the backup sites ready <laughs> i was so happy that i got one because i was like this is just guaranteed money <laughs> and with aliases i was twenty-five thousand of those <laughs> uh yeah yeah nft drops are being botted quite a lot now um because of that um it's pretty interesting the, the, like, the, handle, game, the yeah. game theory the game theory dynamic of nft mints it's pretty mm-hmm. cool um yeah yeah what, what were we talking about <laughs> oh yeah, yeah the, the free N- the, the free nfts that, for uh for buying the, the book early <laughs> uh, and i don't think we i don't think anybody listening to this even knows what an aurora is <laughs> no i think they do i think i think they do I, I was talking to my discord about it a ton on the oh yeah we, we are pulling a lot of listenership um what's up to the to the cypher discord cypher guild by the way what's hey, up? Sure, guys <laughs> they'll love that um on that note i think we're coming up on about an hour oh shit i've got to find the prank command to get us out of here i'm usually like on top of that right at the beginning of the episode i've got to copy and paste it do we have anything we want to discuss this is a classic end of day one we're all running i think i got some questions i think some i asked some people if they had any questions i think i got some oh shoot Um, hit us uh i'm not sure if they're real questions hold on let's see uh read them before saying them out loud Listener, we'll look and figure out if they'd be better on an, like a whole standalone. Listener Nunez said we should talk about the life and lessons as a Discord mod. That's not a good suggestion, Nunez. All right. Kun said talk about love. Um, I don't like that one. That deserves a whole episode. No, I'm, I'm joking. Love. <laughs> love deserves its own episode. Episode 69. Um, oh. yep, Dude, we've are, been doing this for like... Previous episode will be on maturity. <laughs> Dude, this is this is what episode six. We've been doing this for a month and a half. Yeah, kind of proud of us. Look at us go. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to the the core group of you that listen every time. Yeah, for yeah. we're kind of keeping track of this, and there's like yeah. a solid number of y'all that are just you keep coming back for whatever reason, and it's kind of fun. We're keeping track very closely on you. We know exactly how scratch up your cameras are. Yeah, we've got your information. It's great. We we know like what country everybody's coming from. Um, yeah. We've actually got like a few non-binary listeners too. Um, yeah. So shout out to my non-binary. Is that true? Crew. Is that true though? It, I feel like someone that's, could have just checked that box though. You know, is is I, it verified? I mean, it's why would they do? Why would they do that if they weren't though? That's, right? I, why would they I identify that if they were not actually? <laughs> It's an amazing question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've got, I've, I've got the command for Craig to leave. You want to, you want to get Craig <laughs> out of here? Nah, this is good. This is good content. <laughs> okay, we're just rolling with it. All right. Oh man. Um. <laughs> the late night episodes have a different vibe. I think. Yeah, this is a lot more laid back. This is a lot more. Yeah. Chill. This is like episode two. Only like we're not all through, super nervous. All three of us are hammered right now, right? Um, yeah. Stoned off my rock. Yeah, I figured. 
Yeah, if you're if you're just here for the value, you should stop listening. Maybe like thirty seconds ago, if you if you're here for like actual insight. No, we've got we had one episode where we added value, and that was it. That's all y'all are getting. Yeah, yeah. Let us know, guys. Let us know what you like about the podcast and what you hate. We're trying to we're trying to figure out how to actually structure this. Constructive feedback. Um, yeah. Will wants to hear literally all of it. Um, so DM uh, at Mod Sovereign. Every every thought you have, yeah. If you have like yeah. a picture you want to send, uh, a little yeah. meme, even if it's not related to the podcast in any way, he just wants you to reach out. You want to send a picture of your deck? You send that to Will. You send that right to at mod sovereign. I will. I will just retweet Twitter. that. So, as you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> Yeah, that's been the funny thing is that letting me have control of the Twitter, I was like, fuck, I don't check it for a week. And I'm like, oh, I should probably like go through some yeah. of these things that you guys. So we got to figure out like an equal access way of doing this because uh, I was I hesitating a, a little bit when I at Modern Sovereign. Like, I, I'm going for the retweet here, but I know it's not coming for like three days. I'll, I'll be waiting on my hands for a minute. Well, that's better. You want the three days when we have like all this overlap means that you just get viewed twice. There we go. Yeah. Such a there's one. there's a method to my laziness guys we should we need to pump the numbers up how many followers do we have on the mod sovereign account uh, that's not something i would know <laughs> would you, you run, you're the marketing guy well what do you mean you don't know i'm uh, great with numbers guys i'm checking <laughs> right now promise i have so many f- uh How many tabs do you have open right now? 38. No, no, no. Well, well, how do I have more followers than our podcast? (laughs) Of all things, I should not have more followers. Well, what are you doing, man? You need to get these numbers up. Uh, Yeah, I got to pump those numbers. I also realized that I got to put our ads in here, too. That'd probably help. Mm -hmm. You can do that right now. This is is the great stuff that people are here to listen for. It's just me editing. The value. No, the value cells have already left. Now it's just people that are here because they like the the vibe. They, they like the banter. They just they want like to hear accent. us talk. I'm, I'm like just going to read accent. out all the tabs I have open, and people can okay. vote which 20 of them I can close. I'm going to... I change my like Twitter handle like every month, so that Will has to update the bio now regularly yeah, that's, to, keep, to keep up. It's so hard to keep track. Prepared for. Yeah. It I truly is. I ride the butterfly. I ride the butterfly. That's a good one. Right, I'm gonna grab that dot ETH. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> but you could come up with a find a yap for that. Is it is there like a butterfly yat or a butterfly? There is, emoji? there is a butterfly right. emoji. It's on yap. You could do that. It's like a like a like a dark colored bread, like a rye bread. Be like rye uh, rye the butterfly. Oh, that's actually clever. There we go. I uh-huh. never thought about using rye bread for rye. There we go. What's your yat, Alex? Have you got yat? No, I've never gotten any ads. What? Right? That's embarrassing. I would have it thought is. you would have them. I don't have any. I've got the tabs open somewhere here, and I've got. I had a few in my uh, cart several times, but none yet. No, like I I, want... I'm the worst about like pulling the trigger on some of this stuff. I, I probably know more about Urbit than most people who own like planets, <laughs> but I don't have a, like a like a planet. Get a star, man. Get a star. They're already up to like They're expensive. Five, five ETH now. Five Talk ETH. Me. The rock thing. Yeah, that's god damn it. That's how much is that? Now like fifteen, seventeen uh, k. It's like yeah, it's like fifteen thousand dollars for an Urban star, I think. And do you know what, man? It's it gets it. harder. It get, it gets harder. Do you know there's only yeah. like eight stars for sale on OpenSea right now? Jeez. That's what the supply side looks like. That can you well, not the, buy them direct from Urbit? Like you can buy the stars. You're, you can buy the planets. No. You can't buy stars directly from you, them. You can if you're like a VC, you can negotiate a deal for a galaxy. Like uh, they sell like galaxies to raise funds, but like galaxies are deep in the millions. You're paying for them. Um, you can't buy. I don't think you can buy stars direct from them. Uh, Urbit Live to OTC deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to talk to them, but really OpenSea is like where all the volume is. Okay. Um, I guess the I... question is whether when ETH pumps, if that will bring down the terms or the price in terms of ETH. Yeah. Yeah. It, it might. Um, I mean, you could already look at ETH price history against urban stars and actually find that out to see what happens i mean ethar obviously had like this crazy crazy run up 
um, and you could just track that against our price. My guess is it would fall a little bit, but also Urbit is like loosely tethered to ETH confidence anyway, mm-hmm. because it like runs on the ETH network and like the better ETH is doing, the better positioned Urbit is probably doing as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't imagine that it would bleed out too bad on the ratio. It's, this is something I've been meaning to ask you for a while. What I've, like, I've looked into what like influence a star has over planets. I know yeah. you get like a, like minting rights of new of new planets from stars. Yeah. Or you can is it fifty six thousand or fifty six million? Sixty four thousand planets you can sixty four okay uh, sixty five thousand actually I think uh, planets you can mint from your star. Um, so you have governance mm. capability over them. Um, other stars can come. You, other planets can come join, like to live under your star. If like do you, the, do you know what um, governance means? Like, like how far reaching is that? Like, can you make like a serious difference in what somebody can do with their with their yeah, planet? Yeah, absolutely. So like a star can like set rules in terms of like you need to operate within these guidelines. You need to do this sort of stuff. Hmm. You need to live like this. You need like you can extract taxes from the citizens that live under you as a star. Hmm. And if you if you provide the services that planets think are worth that, like the, they'll pay you like that monthly fee. Um, right, right. Star, so stars can also distribute software. Uh, stars can like control mm. uh, which planets can preside under them. Stars have an enormous amount of like governance capabilities to the point where like if you are sufficiently adding value for your planets in like a a flourishing urban ecosystem, mm-hmm. you can extract like a monthly fee from mm-hmm. planets that live under you as if you're an actual governing entity. Okay, so it's almost like a like a pre-built infrastructure for DAOs. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. It's really okay. cool. You can and you can build like even on top of that. You can get crazy with it. Uh, you can like build your own software on top of that. Um, and yeah, you could get really, really like the way to think about it is like a planet is is like a house. A star is like uh, controlling a city, and mm. uh, a galaxy is like controlling a country. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a state entire, or wherever you are. Yeah, yeah, like an entire nation state. Um, that that's probably the way to think about it. But yeah, yeah, the, like the capabilities that a star will actually have, um, in a flourishing urban ecosystem are absolutely nuts. And people who own galaxies are going to be barons yeah. of the future. I don't even know yeah. what that's going to look like. Well, galaxies have the, the like the same like minting capabilities of stars that uh, stars do. Stars have yeah, but not. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think. Galaxies can mint 256 stars each, I think. And there's oh, okay, 200, okay. I think there's 256 galaxies, which means mm-hmm. total star supply 65,000. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm out of energy. Yeah, it's been about <laughs> gone a little over an hour. This might be our longest episode now, thanks to that. Like fifteen minute long ramble at the end there. We <laughs> added a little bit more value at the end. Get the end. True. You're welcome. All right. Hot stuff. I'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> yeah. All right. There cool. you go. Yeah, ciao. See you soon.